All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Welcome in Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet studio. We have a game against the Kraken to fill you in on, and we got some injury news when it comes to the Oilers. But first, let's get into the lead. The lead is brought to you by our friends at Soho Yeg. Check them out, SohoYeg.com. Huge 100-inch screen. You can watch the game on it every time. Or maybe if you're heading down to Ice District tonight, you can go grab a big old pizza before the game. That sounds like a good plan. We're going to talk about the Oilers. We're going to talk about the Kraken. We're going to talk about all of that. But actually, first, Jay, and welcome back to the show, by the way. Hope you had a great time off. Uh, yeah, I had a nice ski weekend. I've come back with a horrendous cough. So if I'm coughing on this show... I apologize, but I feel fine. It's just a bad cough. Just a bad cough. Skier's cough, as I like to call it. Absolutely. I actually wanted to start with a story that's not hockey related, but is more of a global or bigger sports story. And that's what happened last night in the Buffalo Bills game with Damar Hamlin. Uh, Frank Saravalli was talking about it today. It was the lead story on Daily Faceoff Live. Uh, Chris Pronger came out and shared the video of when this happened to him, which I didn't even know that happened. That is like a part of NHL history I was not aware even existed when Chris Pronger was hit in the chest with a puck and collapsed as well. It was more or less the same thing from what we've heard. Um, The recent statement is that DeMar Hamlin's still in critical condition, but that's something that's like never happened before on a football field to see a guy get hit and collapse like that. Were you watching the game at all? Like that was a frightening, frightening hour. I was bouncing between the World Junior game and the football game. Yeah. And yeah, I I flipped back and then all of a sudden like, 
just it, it kept being ads or then they went to the sideline and you saw the coach and he looked yeah. really distraught I'm like oh something bad happened and then kind of I, I went right to twitter and twitter is a great source of news and yeah. was able to get it right up to speed on what happened even unfortunately saw a clip of the hit yeah but like <laughs> it's football's a crazy sport man like it's like these got these crazy big helmets like that was a crazy blow to the chest yeah and you know i've i've I chatted to a buddy of mine who's a doctor and he's like he listed two things that could have been the outcome of that. And it's turning out that one of them is, is true. Uh, and it's just from that blunt force to the chest about what the complications that can happen from that. But really praying for this guy to, to oh, yeah. bounce back from that because no one wants to see that. You know, the Bills organization has been flipped upside down. Football has been flipped upside down. Sport community has been flipped upside down. Everyone, you know, that hit everyone in the fields just watching that because, like I said, it's 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 more than just sports at that point, right? It's about life and death. So pretty crazy thing to see yeah the reason i wanted to start with it is just because like even in the hour after like we saw connor bedard score that ridiculous goal at the world juniors and i had like i mean usually i'd be out of my seat jumping around at something like that and in the moment it was like man it's hard to get excited about sports when you just watch that happening it's hard to sit here today and for me at least like talk about the oilers and we're going to talk about like some trade targets and again that hamlin moment was just such a like head shaking like reminder and a sobering reminder of like oh man these athletes are just everyday people doing this kind of stuff and when they're going out they're doing this for our entertainment and also to earn a living i understand that like they're putting themselves in danger every day and i just that hamlin thing still kind of has me a little bit shook up like i said the bill's still listing him in critical condition right now he's in cincinnati um and the other thing too is you mentioned twitter and i just thought twitter was in such a weird spot last night because everyone wanted to jump down the throat of the NFL. And I found that to be incredibly puzzling. Everyone was jumping down the throat of Skip Bayless as well, even though what he said was basically just, how does the NFL move on from this? The results, the playoff race, everything seems so small when something like that happens. And it felt like everyone was being so negative and no one was talking about how the first responders, the medical staff on site, the protocol that the NFL has, and they saved a guy's life on the oh, field. 100%. And I know he's still in critical condition, but I just wanted to acknowledge like, that is a miracle that they are able to get out there as fast as they can. And again, save a guy's life as he lays there on the grass. I just wanted, to, and I know that kind of stuff happens in everyday life and, and first responders, they deserve a hat tip for a lot that they've gone through over the last couple of years. But in that moment, I just felt like everyone was glossing over the fact that like there were people who rushed onto the field and saved a guy's life. That was like incredible. Legitimately. Like, yeah. Like that's not like, like an exaggeration or anything. Like he was not breathing. The CPR took nine minutes. Yeah. A matter of sec like you know, if there's seconds later, it, it's literally life or death. It's crazy. It was yeah, and I just felt like not a lot of people last night wanted to be negative about this whole story and yell about the NFL not caring and everything like that. But I just felt like that was the protocols in place saved a guy's life, and I felt like that needed to be said. And again, we're we're hoping for the best when it comes to Demar Hamlin and and the entire Bills community. Um, let's take just a really hard transition here and and go into the hockey side of things. The Oilers are in action tonight. Uh, we haven't had a chance to hear your take on the loss to Winnipeg, which I chalked it up on the last show to uh, just, to me, they got goalied. They got goalied, but it, it, it's, I don't think we were creating enough either. It was just a weird game. You know, we did enough to kind of to stay in it, obviously, but we didn't do enough to win. Um, but yeah, Hellebuck played good. But once again, you know, they've got a Vezina caliber goalie. So that just shows you how you can steal a game. But I also was like, Watching it, not feeling like the Oilers were going to win the game either. Really? No. Oh man, when Yamo hit that bar late, I thought that. Well, that, went in. well, that stuck. Oh. That thing, I know that. Like that obviously got me excited, but 
I was just sitting there like, just watching. I, I was, I could, I had a tough time getting like, there's, there's times where you watch them play and they're down and you're like, oh yeah, like they're winning this game still. It doesn't matter. And I was not, I was not feeling it. They went over five on the power play and that does not happen very often when it comes to our Edmonton Oilers. And it just felt like when they got, I think they had two looks in the third. It was like, okay, they're over three. Like they'll get one here. They don't go over four. Then they go for four and then they get the fifth one. You're like, okay, they're off. But I think it also showed that they missed Leon dry settle in that if, hockey. If dry game. was there, then they're probably one for five or two for five. Yep. That is the difference in the game right there. Yeah. Um, and rusty points out there were a couple of the post hit as well. Um, so Again, McDavid rang one off early. Clem Costin had a great look, even though he scored one. Yamamoto hit the post. So that that just happens. Peter says there was no life in the building against the Jets. And yeah, I mean, New maybe, Year's. Like, it was supposed to be like amped up. I, I was on, that translated on the screen. Like if someone was watching it, like I was on vacation. So I was super amped up. It was New Year's Eve. Like obviously having a few beers. Like yeah. I was ready for a great game. It just kind of just didn't, didn't hit. Uh, Deskra says the PP looked so bad without Leon Dreisaitl. Flute says Hellebuck owns the Oilers. It's just how it is. Uh, we are going to shift from what happened in the last week to a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Sherwood Ford and their mobile service center. You reached the wrong way, I think. Eh? I know. Okay. I, I like I the hand motion. Okay. Uh, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day. Check them out at Sherwood Ford on Twitter, Sherwood Ford the Giant on Instagram. Their mobile service center is top notch. It's fantastic. Uh, we're also going to bring in our guy, Liam, because Liam, big part of your role here is establishing our like goal. And we've gone back-to-back shows without hitting one. Ooh, so yeah. that's not great. We're streaming live on the Nation Network YouTube. What's the like goal? We're at 24 already, but don't let that affect. We need to just set a good goal today. Shall we just do a nice even 60? Feels reachable. I think that's what we've got to try and achieve today. Is yeah. Just just get there. You know, get just over the line. Get over the line. Let's just start on a good note. Get out there and get the job done. Maybe that's what the Oilers need to do today, but there yes. you have it. Our light goal today is 60. The YouTube chat for right now is buzzing because the Detroit Red Wings have placed Jacob Verana on waivers. That's interesting. His cap hit is massive. Yeah, he's expensive. He spent a good chunk of this season in the NHL player assistance program as well. Um, He has a history of scoring a lot of goals, though. 13 and 26 games last year. Um, the year before that, he had 19 goals in 50 games. Like this is a dude who, for flashes of his career, has looked like he could potentially be a 30 goal guy, but he struggled to stay in the lineup for a handful of reasons. He struggled to stay healthy in years past as well. 5.25 million. That probably makes it a non-starter, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the others would literally just have to trade for him to like move money to even acquire him. So they can't afford him on the waivers. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't like Arizona take a shot at that guy, right? Was it what trade was he part of? I'm it was part of the math. Well, the, sorry, it was two separate trades, yeah. but he was connected. The math caps did two big trades with, um, right, Detroit, and it was Verana for Ick, or was it? Was it was, it was all one or deal, was, or was it? Or was it all one deal? Yeah, it was uh, Verana, Mantha. It was Verana, Panic, and a first. Panic. They had to get rid of Panic and a second for Mantha. <laughs> so that was uh, quite the that sorry, Skiers people. cough is going to get oh, you. It's, It'll no, get it's you. Lingering. Um, but anyways, it was a deal. Yeah, Verana and a whole bunch of assets for Anthony Mantha. Now Verana's on waivers. Yeah, I agree. If you're in the YouTube chat kind of wondering, you know, if it could work, I know Tyler Mulek is saying McLeod, Verana, Costin, third line. You just can't afford it. Dr. Gonzo pointed that out. 5.25. So unfortunately, non-starter for the Edmonton Oilers, unless there's some sort of a deal where, you know. And there's term left. Too, there's right? one more year. One more year. That's not So if they're able to retain, they're able to take. $3 million. Yeah, we don't have the space. There's a lot that needs to happen to make that work. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Um, some kind of pick, right? <laughs> did you put that poll in there? No. What was the poll? Someone did a poll and it's, will Jay get Tyler sick before Vegas? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is less than a week away. Shout out oh, to our friends at AMA wait. Travel. I cannot wait. Oh, nine days away. Exactly. I got a couple of buddies coming on the trip and every morning I text them. I say, nah, like, 11 more days, 10 more days, 9 more days. Liam's got his visa figured out. Yeah, I can legally leave the country. And legally come back into the country, oh, that's, which that's is very that's the biggest one coming yeah. back. So. I couldn't sleep at night. I was waiting to make sure you got your visa, so I knew you were coming on the trip. High end security took twenty minutes. We're, so we're also Thanks. then going to be doing uh, two shows from Vegas as well. So make sure you tune in to those. We're taking the Sports Closet Studio on the road. You can pack it up and take it anywhere. Yeah, it's a state of mind. <laughs> uh, all right, Oilers cracking tonight. Less than a week ago, the Oilers beat the wheels off the Seattle Kraken. That was interesting, wasn't it? It was like. Like we were playing, it was like a beer league game. It started just like, I mean, that was, that's their best start. I don't even remember a game where they've started better than that. Like obviously scoring three goals that early in a hockey game is great, but like they did not let their foot off the gas. The shot clock got weird. And we talked about this last week on the show. The shot clock got weird because Seattle was shooting from the parking lot and that's general score effects. But like that was one of Edmonton's most dominant performances. And then I thought the game against Winnipeg was one of Edmonton's better losses. Like, I feel like the Oilers are starting to trend in the right direction. And if yeah. they want to cement that and prove it, they should go out tonight and probably well, beat the hell out of the Kraken again. But if you're the Kraken, are you not like want to avenge what happened last week? Yeah. They're, like, you got to yeah. think that they're going to come a little bit pissed off. And because like they were not themselves. Like, it's like a team's mm. got to fold a bit to lose 7 2. It was, but part of it, like their goaltending sucks and that's not changing. That's not going to change, but for some reason they they can outscore their mistakes. Yeah. uh, They're coming off a 4-1 win over the New York Islanders on Sunday, but as of late, things have not been going really all that well for the Seattle Kraken. Only four wins in their last 10 games. And I know the Oilers also only have four wins in their last two games. These two teams are tied at 42 points apiece. Um, It's also very important for the Oilers to keep winning this this Pacific Division season series yes. here. 
I've hit on this. I sound like a broken record, but like a big reason why this team was so good last season is because they beat the Pacific Division a lot. They were very good against those seven teams. This year, it hasn't necessarily been the case. The other thing, and this is one of my New Year's resolutions for the Oilers, last year, you were so good at home. You're 9-10-1 and one at Rogers yeah, Place. Yeah, fix that. I mean, last year, it just felt like getting that last change was so huge for the Oilers. Yeah. They could win the matchups. And when the ball started rolling down the hill for them at Rogers Place, it really went. And they could just smother teams. And that, for whatever reason, hasn't been the case. Tonight is a good chance to check two big boxes. And it's get a win at home ice, get back to 500, and then also beat a divisional opponent. It's huge. It is huge. And like I said, like the Kraken are going to make it easy tonight. I, I, I can assure you. They that. got pride, yeah. They've got pride, and then we came in and embarrassed them in their home rink. So expect them to show up. So you know, we just have to. Do we? Do we have any updates on Leon? We do, uh, Liam. He is available. He is available. <laughs> Leon is available tonight, according to head coach Jay Woodcroft. And that is not the only little bit of news. Clem Costin, who we saw go down at the end of last Man, game. That looked like bad. I thought he was done for the year. Yeah. I, I was honestly waking up the next morning. I was like, oh, Costin went down. I was like, I'm going to open Twitter and see like it's ACL, MCL, six months. Like he's done. And he posted that photo of him with Connor. He is ready to go. <laughs> um, so there you go. Like both those guys are good. And also, Evander Kane skated with the main group today at optional was shooting pucks, was taking part in some skill drills as well. So we had heard reports that maybe Evander Kane was ahead of schedule. Turns out he might be way ahead of schedule. We might see Evander Kane, our cherry deadline acquisition. We might see Evander Kane by the end of January, which would be a huge boost for this team in their playoff. It is a huge boost. Just calling him week to week. We'll take that because it was yeah, it was month to month, month before, to month, wasn't yeah. it? So. Yeah, so it kills the idea of what you wanted, which was to Kucherov him. But I would argue that getting a Vander Kane back as quickly as you did is just as valuable as going out and getting another guy in terms of your playoff push. I don't know. It seems like I, like I want him back in the lineup right now because like we need help because like we are not going forwards. And obviously, yeah, as of late, we are playing a little bit better, but we need to rack up some wins. So. If Kane come back sooner, great. But this just makes the traded line a little bit more, even more complicated. It does. Um, and that's actually where I wanted to go next. It's a short for giant game day. We're going to get to our keys to victory in a little bit and all of that. But Frank Saravalli today at Daily Faceoff released a brand new list of trade targets. And there are, sorry, it's not even out at Daily Faceoff yet. That is my bad. But he talked about it on uh, Daily Faceoff Live. Did you just break the news that uh, well, I mean, Frank Saravalli? It's out there. It's out there. Okay, sure. You know what? Here's the breaking news. It's not even up at dailyfaceoff.com. And we are giving you Frank Saravalli's brand new top 10 trade targets with exactly two months to go until the NHL trade deadline. Bo Horvat at one, Patrick Kane at two, Jacob Chikorin at three, Meyer and Taves round out the top five. Expected. We've heard about those guys a lot. Klingberg six, Matthias Ekholm seven. How old is that home? Because 32. Oh, man. I like, I love the type of defenseman he is. He's also a bit of a prick, too, which he is. Know, we need a little, a little sandpaper in the back end. 32 years old, three more seasons after this one at $6.25 million. Matthias Ekholm would. Make a lot of sense for this Oilers team. He is a veteran, left shot, defense first guy. Like you said, he's a little nasty as well. And I like that. But I look at the term, I look at the contract, I look at what it might cost, and I kind of go, I don't know if you can fit it in because Nashville's not keeping half of that. Nope. 
if he was a rental, I would say this this guy would vault. If he had no more years left, he is top spot on my list as their best trade target. Yeah. The term, in my opinion, makes it a non-starter, similar to Varana almost. Yeah, it's it's tough to – how do we uh, – 6.75? 6.25? For Doesn't matter. 6.25. 6. So that, that is – that's a tough number to try yeah. to manipulate there. But there's, there's, there's always a way. It's just what are you willing to do? Are we are we actually putting the chips in on the table this year? Because if you are, you figure it out. Why didn't they just move him last year? Like, wasn't Eckholm like the big piece, and then they signed him to a four year? He's in year one of this four year deal. Crazy. Oh yeah, it was an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Crazy. And honestly, you're right, Liam. Like, it would have made a lot of sense for I think David Poyle to just sit there at last year's deadline and say maybe a little retooling. But I think at that point. They were faced with, if you're going to trade Ekholm, then you probably trade Forsberg. Don't try to re-sign him. And they felt like going in. They ended up making the playoffs, and Saros got hurt. They got bounced in round one. Um, but now the thinking is, and Frank Cervalli will be on the show tomorrow to discuss all of this. The thinking is, we have they have Yossi, McDonough, and Ekholm. Well, you're not moving Yossi, and you're not moving McDonough because you just got him. Let's see what Ekholm can get them. They want to offload an expensive D-man, maybe get some scoring help. I don't see this as a fit for the Oilers. To me, if he's being moved... It is a, he is a well, fit for the Oilers. On the ice, yes, but contractually, with all the surrounding noise that comes with making a trade like this, I I just don't understand how the Oilers can make it work. If they had an expensive contract up front that was easy to move out, then it would make a lot of sense. But it just can't. I, it just won't happen. Yeah, no, I I I doubt it. I, I highly doubt it. But like that is the archetype of defenseman that we desperately need on our blue line. Blue line. This offseason, I'd be tempted to go get them. If the cap goes up three point some million yep. and you have more wiggle room, then I'd be like, okay. But he'll be on, he'll be traded by then. If he really is available, um, yeah, he, he'll be traded by then. Um, Dre is in, says this list for the entire NHL and not just the Oilers, isn't it? Yeah, if we're talking about Frank's trade targets list, it's his 10 most likely players kind of thing. Well, the Oilers could use all those people, though. But the, oh, yeah, the Oilers could use a lot of those players. The other one, once again, on that list that I'll bring out is Anthony Duclair, who's sitting at nine with a little asterisk next to his name because once again, the floor, sorry, he's at eight. The Florida Panthers cannot afford to activate him off IR if Patrick Hornquist is also healthy. So they need to make a move. And the idea has been brought up of maybe you would even have to pay a team to take Anthony Duclair off your hands if you're that cap-strapped and you're the Florida Panthers, or maybe you would have to move another piece. And that's what Frank said today. We'll get his takes on this tomorrow. But Radko Gudis is the name I want to look at in Florida. 2.5 mil, expiring contract. Florida is... How old is Radko? 32. Radko's a prick. I don't know if he's a good defenseman, but he plays mean. He plays... I think he's a good D-man. He'd help you on your penalty kill. I, I think the play would be maybe call up Florida, get a little Radko Gudis deal done. They're moving a UFA, which they're probably moving on from anyways. So what would they a trade like that look, look like? They'd have to take, who are they taking back from our end? If they just keep half of them, you're almost fine. Like you're almost fine, I should say. Like maybe they have to take some sort of salary back because again, Florida would be all about clearing up salary. So maybe they wouldn't even keep half. Maybe you got to make it a three-way deal. Maybe it's a situation where a serious third team. A third team comes in, gives you a pick for Pugliarvi, you take a later pick and flip it for Gudis. Now you have some extra ammo for the deadline with that Pugliarvi pick and you already have Gudis. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas, but um, Frank's trade targets list. There's a lot of names on there that would look real good on the Oilers. Jonathan Taves. Some people still wonder about John Klingberg, Vlad Gavrikov. 
Probably not Eric Carlson. I don't think that's a deal that happens in season, but we'll get Frank's take on all this tomorrow. Jake says he's a right-handed D. Where does he fit? I think he could probably play the left side. It's not like moving the puck is his strong suit anyways. I wouldn't be too worried about him playing his offside. Joey says Duclair is an interesting look. Yeah, I think Duclair would be an interesting look. But again, you can only bring in an Anthony Duclair type if you're moving out some salary up front. And Florida's whole motivation behind trading him is to get salary taken out of their lineup. So you'd have to find a third team to take a Pugliarvi or a Fogel and make it work like that. But all of this to say, we'll have more trade talk tomorrow on the show when our NHL insider Frank Saravalli stops by. For today, it is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day brought to you by Sherwood Ford Giant. Um, let's get into the lines for tonight because, like we said, Leon Dreisaitl expected to be back in the lineup for the Oilers. And if we're basing this off what we saw at the skate the other day, McDavid with Hyman and Pugliarvi, Dreisaitl with Yamamoto and Fogel. That is the look of the top six right now. Pugliarvi actually feels like he might be starting to get going a little bit, which is a really encouraging sign. And I think Kyler Yamamoto could go on a heater as well. He hit that post. He was getting some power play time. I think both those guys are starting to trend in the right direction. I would agree. Pugliarvi's had some really good looks uh, as a late, and that's not by fluke. He's putting himself in great place uh, to be able to get these opportunities. He buried one against Seattle, right? And then yeah. he had a really good one against... Uh, Hellebuck robbed him with the glove. Yeah, that was that was a good one. And he had a good look against Calgary a couple weeks ago as well. So he's been buzzing. Just so, a matter of him scoring those chances, which is always an issue. Yeah, we need to, they need to start going in because we need, we need this uh, depth scoring, if you will. Yeah. Um, Yamo, I, I still always believe he's coming. Like he plays with the heart of a lion, man. So it's, I just feel like he's due. So yeah, I can agree with that. And I, re- I really like to see him get going because he's, we need him to get going. Peter says Jesse is not going. I would disagree a little bit. I think he's starting to play better than he was earlier in the season. He's starting to get going. I'm not saying this guy's on a heater because he hasn't scored very much, but like I think. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if one of Pugliarvi or Yamamoto has a very, very good January. We're talking eight, nine goals maybe in the in the stretch of 12 to 15 games. Because we've wow, seen it with these amazing. guys. When they get going, they're streaky. They're yeah. streaky. Like Pugliarvi at the beginning of last season was almost a point-of-game guy for a stretch. Yamamoto in the last couple months of this season last year was looking really good as well. I also want to draw some attention to the third line. Clem Costin's playing unbelievable. This dude has won his way into the hearts of Oilers fans. We have oh, it's not to like about him. I know. And then he even says in his post-game press conference, he got a bit of an ovation when he came out for the power play late in the game. And he said, you know, I, I chuckled. I'm not, I'm not 97. I'm 21. Um, but he's playing great. Matias Janmark, I like this guy. I was wrong about him too. You talked about how when he was in the American League, like him coming up could maybe be a bit of a spark. And I was kind of like, Matias Janmark doesn't spark nothing. But him on that third line with Nugent Costin, like that trio's working really well. I agree. I still think Nude should be your second line left winger, but you know uh, the fact that they can co- create chemistry like that on the third line is actually very good as well. So yeah. happy to see it. And if it, there is some gel and that actually can be sustainable, well then you know that just adds to us being a little bit deeper uh, as a forward unit. So I'm down for it, man. Clem, Clem is Clem, 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 Clem the dream, Clem the dream. Um, What's not to like about him? We flipped an asset that wasn't going to make the roster into him. First round pedigree. And, you know, he's so lovable. He's such a character. I'm sure he's a great, like, he's taking that photo with McDavid. Obviously, I think he's, the, the team likes him. 
and he's starting to he's starting to bury some of his chances. And the thing is, is he's he's creating chances and he's involved in putting himself in good places. So there's what what's what's not to like about him. He drops the mitts from time to time. He throws the bodies. He's he's meat, which we desperately need. So it's that's a huge win for us. What do you do when Evander Kane's back? Someone was wondering that in the chat right now. I know Jake was saying for right now, he'd swap Holloway and Yanmark. I don't think you need to mess with that third line at all. I agree. Tyler Mulek was saying he wants to see more time for Holloway, but it's just not going to happen. Um, clearly, like Woodcroft doesn't want to do it. But when Evander Kane's back, he is a spot in the top six. Who are you? How do you shuffle these lines to make it work? I think, I think we might be getting to the point where Derek Ryan's lost his job to Matthias Yanmark. Yeah. But are you worried about Derek Ryan making it through waivers? He is so serviceable. He Some team in the playoffs who isn't as cap-strapped as the Oilers might look at Derek Ryan and be like, yeah, we'll use that guy. He is so serviceable. Very smart, smart hockey player. Um, man, I hope that's not something that happens. Tyler says Holloway can move to Baco when Kane is back, but we're into the same issue we were at the start of the year where you can't afford both your $1 million or $1.1 million bottom six. Well, why don't you Yanmark wave shore and just put... Doesn't free up enough money. Oh, because he's, what, seven fifty? Yeah, he's eight fifty. Eight fifty. So, I don't Derek know... Ryan's north of one, right? And so is Yanmark. So, you need to have one of them off your roster to free up the full $1.1 million of buried cap relief. So... Yeah, you need Yanmark. Some people are saying Holloway goes to Baco. Yeah, probably, but, like, that doesn't free up enough money unless you're going to play with one less guy. Does... Ryan Murray's money count to anything right now? He's, 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 on, on, he's on IR. So that doesn't count, right? He's league minimum. So if you were to bury him, it's it's the same thing. You have to replace that guy on the roster, right? But you could put you could bury him and shore. But then you're running with no extras on your roster. Right. I mean you they're, could. They're there, right? What if you bury Shaw, Murray, and Hamlin? And then you have one point five in cap right now, so that's like three million there, right? You can probably figure it out. I think you also have to send down one of Nemo or Broberg, whichever one you're oh, not using. Nemo, like, I think the yeah. only way to make it work, though, is to go like 12, 6, and 2 on your roster. Have 20 players on your roster. I don't know. I'll, I'll reach out to Hart from Buckpedia or Original Puzar is going to hear this and send me a DM about potential ideas. So I'll have an answer for everyone on what could happen when Kane's back. But a lot of people saying, you just got to trade Pugliarvi. And maybe, maybe that's all Holland is sitting on. Give Pugliarvi this month in the top six to regain some value. That's then, probably what he's doing. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then hopefully see if some team's willing to finally give you a second round pick for him and take his full salary off your hands. But I don't know. Um, Peter says, hey, no Campbell banter. Do you go Campbell tonight or Skinner? I didn't hate Campbell's game against Winnipeg. I just didn't love it. He gave up two goals. That should have been enough to win. But that was also a game where you look at the other team's goalie stealing one, and I look between Edmonton's crease and go, probably could have stopped at least one of those two you did let in. You probably could have got that game to OT, and you didn't. So, And the only person who's stolen a game from us this season was Stuart Skinner yep. against the Flames. And he's done it twice against the Flames. So I, I think you go back to Skinner. I think I go back to Campbell tonight. I know that might sound, a, it might sound a little hot takey because this is a big game. But who do you have coming up next again this weekend? Like Colorado's looming. Are the Islanders coming to town? Mm, yeah, the Islanders have been struggling to score. So yeah, okay, no, I go Skinner tonight, Campbell Thursday, Skinner Saturday. 
seems like a good rotation. You're going to have to give Campbell some starts. Yep. Um, but I could see tonight you want to get back in the win column. It's a Pacific Division game. Skinner would make a lot of sense. Let us know in the chat. Would you go with Stuart Skinner or would you maybe switch it up and see if Jack Campbell uh, can help you out? Rusty says Campbell once again not getting any run support. Yeah. I mean, if you if Yamamoto buries that one and they win it in OT, we're talking a lot differently about maybe the potential starting goaltender here tonight. Uh, Jake says in a divisional matchup, you got to go Skinner. Lance wonders why Skinner isn't getting more love for the Calder. One of my predictions, the articles up at Oilers Nation right now, we talked about it yesterday on the show with Connor Halley, um, was two of the three finalists for the Calder Trophy this year are going to be goalies. Well, it'll be Maddie Beneers, yeah. and then it'll be two of Skinner, Thompson, or Kachekov. Oh, well, yeah, I think Kachekov is that he's guy. Been, is, he's nails, man. He's good. Which like, is kind of funny because of how many high-end forwards have kind of come in this year. All that defensemen too, like Owen Powers in the league now. Yeah, but even Holloway, right? Like, yeah, it, but it's basically Beniers is standing out. Like the guy who's second in league scoring is the guy in Arizona, Matthias Michelli. Michelli. Hey. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, uh, a lot of people agreeing, saying it's a four-point game. You got to play Stuart Skinner. Um. Yeah. The only one who said Campbell was smart cowboy. Um, what does, what says says Campbell needs some confidence. He's he pretty know? smart. He's in the chat a lot. He knows Cowboy. we tune into the show. Uh, if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube, hammer that like button. Uh, there's your lineup report for the Oilers. Opposite them tonight is going to be the Seattle Kraken. They roll into Rogers Place. It is the first game at Rogers Place in 2023. The top line, Matty Beneers with Jordan Eberle and Andre Burakovsky. In their last five games, none of those players have scored a goal. The big guns in Seattle struggling right now. Alex Wenberg with Jaden Schwartz and Jared McCann. Yanni Gord with Oliver Bjorkstrand and Eli Tolvanen, who a lot of people wanted the Oilers to put a claim in on when he was on waivers a few weeks ago. Ryan Donato with Daniel Sprung and Brandon Tanev. That fourth line is producing like a first line, Jay. That trio has combined for nine goals in their last five games, including one against the Oilers. Daniel Sprung found the back of the net. shoot, man. That was a sneaky good pickup by them. They had a really good offseason. There's like nine times we could have had Daniel Sprong yeah. as an oil. I'm not saying we want him, but the guy has got a legit shot. On the blue line, Larson with Dunn, Alexiak with Schultz, who scored the other night, I think, and Susie with William Borgen. Uh, that's how, and hopefully future Oiler Carson Susie. If you'll keep winning these head-to-heads, Seattle might slide out of the playoff picture. You never know. Probably not. Uh, starting between the pipes tonight is Martin Jones. He's coming off a good performance against the New York Islanders, stopping 18 of 19 shots in a winning effort. Before that, he allowed four goals on 27 shots against the Edmonton Oilers as he came in in a relief appearance for Philip Grubauer. He's almost becoming their starter, which is wild because he is an 888 save percentage and a goals against average that is just a hair below three. He's 15, five and three on the year somehow, though, with an 888 save percentage. That's wild. They have to regress at some point, these guys. Like, are they really, are they fake news? Are they not? Like, the goaltending is not going to improve. Yeah. It's, and that's my, or my take earlier in the year when they were off to such a good start and the goaltending was bad was, man, Seattle might be legit because if the offense starts to dip, yeah. the goaltending should go up. Like, Philip Grubauer is better than this. We believe Grubauer is better than this. And he's not. I don't think he's going to find his game because now it's been a year and a half of him just being rough for this Seattle Kraken. So I think Seattle might really start to slip out here. If you listened to the show last Friday, you would know my take on this. They're the luckiest team in the NHL in terms of shooting percentage. And there's a bit of a gap there too. At least there was last week. So I think this is a game where the Oilers, listen, you beat them in Seattle last week, real bad. Now you have Leon Dreisaitl. Now you're on home ice. 
All you need to do tonight, my short four giant key to victory, Jay, avoid the 10 bell mistakes. Just <laughs> do not make any terrible turnovers. We love to do that, though. I it's know. Our brand. And we got a, a line oh. that hasn't scored in a long time. Just don't make 10 bell mistakes and you will win this hockey game. You won't get outplayed by the Kraken if you just bring like your B-level effort tonight and don't make any terrible mistakes. Don't give them a gift. The holiday season's done. If you play mistake-free, decent hockey, you're winning tonight. Giant key to victory. Totally agree. So my giant uh, key to victory, I agree with yours, of course, is let's just play the math game. Their goalies stink. There you got sub nine save percentage, which is also what we're used to as his oil yeah. fans. So just like shell the goalie, they're going to go in volume shooting volume shots on that is going to translate into a bunch of goals because they have a tough time st- stopping them. So just shell the Kraken. Liam, do you have a short for giant key to victory for uh, the game tonight? Um, yeah, I do have one. It is to kind of go off what Jay said. Like just kind of come out hot and heavy on them like you did last time and like their goaltending is horrendous like we've witnessed it with campbell early in the year but he's getting a little bit better now but like man like how is this team where they are like it truly doesn't make sense so like you have dry saddle back now like things should kind of be rolling a little bit i'm very curious to see if dry saddle plays with mcdavid tonight like coming back first game back after like an injury like maybe ease back into things a little bit I wonder. I wonder if that'll happen. You're wearing your Neon Leon sweater today. The newest edition of the Leon Neon sweater. Neon Leon sweater. Available at nationgear.ca. I also... You have a new shirt underneath. A new shirt. I got this for Christmas. It is. Oh, it's now it's red. It's just a banana. Oh, I have a banana on my desk right now, Liam. Is it for me? No, actually. (laughs) You see his eyes light up when you said that? I know. I shouldn't have told him. You should not have told him. It's like when you have a dog around, you say, walk. (laughs) Um, But that is a great shirt, Liam. You'll be rocking that today on a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio, which will drop later this afternoon. Uh, Someone was talking about the defensive effort from the Oilers. I actually think their defensive effort has been really good the last couple of games. And Darnell Nurse specifically has been starting to turn it around. So my little key to victory is to, hey, Darnell, keep it going. You're doing a good job. Give him a little pat on the back. He's starting to play some decent hockey, and that is Good. very important for this Oilers blue line as well. So um, We're going to be hot in January. It just seems to be what we do. Hot in January. We're going to be in Jasper in January as well. Shout out to our friends at Tourism Jasper. Our team for the annual Pond Hockey Tournament is taking shape. Frank's all fired up. I was talking to him about that the other day. Crew is coming together. You can sign up your team, chehockey.com. Find out more. Come and join us. Why not? We'll have a couple of beers together out at the JPL. It's a great time. We did it last year. We're going to have a watch party. We're going to be doing a giant uh, pregame show from there as well. A lot going on. Shout out Jasper. On Hockey in the Mountains. It doesn't get more Canadian than that. That clean mountain air. Oh, it's the best. I sleep good too. Oh, as always, we're coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. Check them out, sportscloset.ca. Maybe you want to get a nice McDavid reverse retro. The Oilers can't win in them, but you always win when you check out the Sports Closet. Uh, tonight, I'm laying coin on the Oilers. I just, I, I think they're going to beat them. One of my daily face-off live bets of the game was Oilers puck line plus 160. I love it. It's juicy. I'm all over it. Liam, bet way. You that nailed way. a Dylan Gunther goal last night. I did. That felt good. <laughs> and Vegas on the money line. And Vegas on you the money You had a perfect line. sweep. It's a good start to the year. Both were plus money? 
Uh, yeah, because Gunther was even and yep. Vegas was plus one forty. You're so tonight, up right before Vegas. I like it. Ooh. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready. Wait, wait till we hit the craps table, my friend. <laughs> Are you a craps player? Craps, craps, craps. Yeah, no. I cool. just sit at the at the twenty one. What's that one called again? Blackjack. Blackjack? Yeah, Jeez, massive man. gambler. Yeah, huge gambler. <laughs> twenty one. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, we'll stick to the sports betting thing because that's what you know best. Uh, what do you like tonight? All right, Alex, swing them up here. I'm gonna go with. Oilers on the puck line. Plus I'm 130. Let's ride. Plus 130. Yeah, I'll ride with you. Yeah. And then I'm going for another spicy Connor McDavid night. I just think it's hilarious that he's three plus points. He's only plus 162. Like this guy is just absolutely nuts this season. The plus two was still minus money and just one point was minus 700. So we'll stay away from those. But he torched them last time they went. Neon Leon's back. You've got to imagine that power play is going to grab a couple of points. Over one and a half power play goals tonight. Why not? Could be an option. So yeah, there you go. McDavid to destroy the Seattle Kraken again and the Oilers to win by the puck line. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, No Canada game tonight, but last night... Uh, they did not cover the four and a half goal spread. It was much tighter than that against Slovakia. Um, but what can you say about Connor Bedard? Like Betway doesn't even put odds up for Bedard because how can you price it at this point? But what he's doing Minus is unbelievable. Score. It is. It's like it is the Connor Bedard show. Like that, that man, he just took the team on his back in that overtime and just literally went through the entire team, undressed everyone, yeah. and scored the OT winner. But like. It's it's impressive, impressive to watch. But like where I'm like concerned going deeper into the the playoff rounds here or the uh, metal round. metal rounds, elimination rounds of the World Juniors is just like like Slovakia. You know, you got to give them credit. They played their hearts out. Oh, they oh, were yeah. physically assertive. Like they were in. Like they had a game plan and they stuck to it. And they were able to keep up with Canada. But I also feel like it should have shouldn't have been as close as it was. No, I mean, anytime a game is 55 to 20 something shots. <laughs> yeah, they, no they doubt. Got but like, I, I just, I just feel like it was so like a bit, a bit of a concern going deeper as they have better competition because they already lost to Czechia. Yeah. And that was a concern, but obviously that's in the round robin, but like just tightening up as a, as a unit because it can't all be Connor Bedard. He was able to pull it off that game, but as we get deeper and deeper, it's going to be more challenging. How about that goalie for Slovakia? Oh, play like He's draft eligible, right? Uh, yeah, he plays in like the he plays in the B of the states. Right? Yeah, it essentially is equivalent to like him playing in the AJHL to like what he's doing right now. That's crazy, and it's absolutely nuts. He was he was unreal yeah. yesterday, and the Bedard Sally was my favorite part though. The heartbreaker, Patty Kane. Yeah, just bang. Yeah, that was awesome. That so, was really cool. Um, Canada in action tomorrow against the USA in the semifinals. That'll be a That's darn good hockey a spicy game. One. Um, but Connor Bedard setting records. At oh, the World Juniors, and uh, that guy's shot is insane. The Chicago yeah, Blackhawks are doing everything they can to give themselves the best chance at that guy. They well, are give us terrible. Jake McCabe. I don't know if I want him, but just give us retain everything, and give us what you need, and you'll get Connor Bedard. I promise yeah. you. Um, so I did see some scout called him the best prospect since Crosby, which is insane because he's not the best prospect. That's a slap in the face to McDavid. <laughs> it is um, Frank. And we'll ask Frank about this tomorrow, but uh, he had, he has a friend who's a scout who said he is not quite generational. He's franchise superstar. So he's not McDavid. He's Matthews kind of thing. That makes sense. I buy that. I, I view him more as a Matthews type than as a McDavid type. 
You think so? Oh wow, that's that's because t- like I don't the know. thing with Bedard is it, he, he's he's a he's a hybrid of both. Yeah, like his shot is a weapon. Like you see him, sh- like he puts everything yeah. into every shot he takes, and he also can undress guys like McDavid. Yeah, like so he's he's a hybrid of the two, if you ask me. But but who are we kidding? Connor McDavid now is an elite goal scorer. So yeah, hundred percent. He won't stop. Like was Connor's not like Connor's getting sixty. Yeah, my prediction was uh, four awards for him this year. Hart, Rocket, Art Ross, Lindsay. He's going to win them all. He's going to have a clean sweep at the awards. Yeah. That's such an interesting comparison that he's not the, a generational talent. Like, I, like I guess, like, like, look at his, like, everything he does suggests, like, his how he lights up junior, how he's, you know, just taken over the world juniors. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, this is what generational players do. Everything about him. Like there's been guys in like Western Canada who've kind of been like, oh, this guy's the next guy, this guy's the next guy, and they've all fallen off. And the only one that hasn't is Connor Bedard. He's even, the only one, even to an extent, like Shane Wright, like that yeah. guy who heading into two years board's draft year is like, oh, that's the Shane Wright draft. Then his draft year he fizzled out a little bit. And you're right, Connor Bedard is not fizzling out at all. Matthew Savoy, yeah, he was another one. He's a great player, but he didn't get invited to the World Junior Camp this year. Yeah, Bedard's just been the whole way there. And like you said, like look at the numbers, he has twenty. Did McDavid do this to the World Juniors? Like, no, I do not remember this at all. Like he's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, Canada, USA tomorrow. Edmonton, Seattle tonight, seven o'clock down at Rogers Place. One last thing: Did yeah. you see how Florida may have traded? Like when they acquired Ben Sherratt, yeah. it might lead to them losing out on Connor Bedard. So he's an unprotected first-round pick, and they have like pretty good odds to get first overall right now. And well, they might have missed him. They're brutal. Like Florida might not. I mean, they're 24th. So like the odds are still like slim. It's like 5% when you're down there. Um, But they're like based on points percentage, they're actually a little bit lower than that. They've been terrible. And it's getting to the point where like the math almost doesn't line up at all for the Panthers to get into the playoffs. They have 36 points. The final playoff spot is 44, but the Kraken have played more games than everyone in front of them. Or sorry, the Panthers, the Panthers have played more games than everyone in front of them. Like Florida might legitimately miss this year. That's wild. Wow. That's why you don't give up absolutely everything for like one year. Yeah. I There's mean, it's ways to do it. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, um, yeah. It absolutely is. And they also, I mean, clearly didn't have a great summer giving up two important pieces for Mac Chuck. Mac Chuck hasn't been the problem, I suppose. Um, but just not a lot going right this year in Florida. We're going to go around the NHL tomorrow, like I said, with Frank. Uh, score predictions for tonight. I know people were dropping them into the chat. I'm going to say the Oilers win 6-2. I was going to say 5-2. 5-2. Liam, what do you got? 5-2 empty net power play goal. Sneak that one in, huh? Sneak that one in. All right. Uh, that's going to be a wrap on today's Short Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Shout out to Short Ford, Sports Closet, and Betway 19 Plus. Please play responsibly as well as Soho. Check them out tonight. It is a game day. They got great specials, including half price wings. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for helping us hit our like goal. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, Noon Mountain. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.